Hold on. It's the most delicious time of the week on the radio on Coast Access Radio. We've got the lovely Gail Hall back in the air conditioned comfort. Kia Yes, it's lovely, actually. Cool. I walked out this door before, and honestly, it was like getting off the plane at Fiji. It was just <laughs> so humid and hot. So we're in this beautiful room at the moment. So good morning, listeners. I reckon it's just been terrible. The air conditioning's been out of, out of what? It's not been functioning. Out of heat. See, my brain's still <laughs> yeah. fried for the last 12 days, so yeah. it's really nice to be in nice, cool it is. comfort. It's lovely. And with your recipes again, which, of course, if you want to follow along, go to our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio, and all Gail's recipes are there every week for you on a Saturday morning and repeated on a Tuesday afternoon. Now, this is an intriguing one. When you send it through, I thought, what the heck? I know. <laughs> I, I, I saw this in a magazine, and it said, Genius brekkie idea, and I thought, oh, reading this. So I looked at it and I thought, oh, well, okay. I suppose I wouldn't mind it for breakfast, but I thought it would be more like a dessert. But anyway, they said it's a breakfast one. So I thought, well, the listeners might like this. And I thought to myself, well, I might have a go at making this as well because it looks really nice and something really, really different for breakfast. But I think if you ate it for breakfast, you probably wouldn't want anything to eat for quite some time because it's, you know, quite hearty. But what they call it is breakfast bowl banana bread. So there you are. That in itself is a mouthful, let alone eating it. But anyway, we start off with two cups of self-raising flour, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a half a cup of firmly packed brown sugar, two-thirds of a cup of chopped pecans, mm. one cup of milk, two eggs lightly beaten, one cup of banana mashed, and honestly, you can use frozen bananas for this. If you've got any frozen bananas in your fridge that you have saw in the bowl and thought, no, no, I'm not going to eat those over the next couple of days, throw them in the freezer. This is a perfect recipe for those. Just let them thaw out a little bit and just, you know, give them a good mash. One cup or quarter of a cup of traditional rolled oats. Now, traditional, ordinary rolled oats, I say. Uh, and of course, yogurt and fresh blueberries and honey to serve. And I'm going to hold up the illustration now for Tania to just get the saliva going so early in the morning. <laughs> oh, yum. That looks all right. It does Actually, look all right. Yeah, with the blueberries and the yogurt on, it looks well, great. Well, I think that's why they call it a breakfast banana. You know, bowl you because can stick it's cream and ice cream because it's got the yogurt and blueberries on it. But anyway, <laughs> we're going ahead with this. Grease six one cup capacity oven proof dishes if you've got them. And uh, I always think uh, something. There's usually something in your array of uh, pantry containers that can actually cook in. Uh, or you could divide it up, I suppose, and just make a bigger one. But they look quite cute in a, a separate bowl. Uh, then you're placing them on an oven tray. Combine the flour and cinnamon in a large bowl. Stir in the sugar and the pecans. Fold in milk, eggs and banana and spoon evenly into the dishes. And then just smooth it over the top and sprinkle over the rolled oats. And, you know, this is partly why I think it's a breakfast thing as well. Now cook in a moderate oven, and that's 180 degrees Celsius, for about 25 minutes or until a skewer inserted in the centre comes out clean. And then, of course, you're serving it straight away because it's not a lot of preparation. Serve warm, um, topped with yogurt, blueberries and honey. And it looks lovely. Put the yogurt on the top. Drizzle a bit of that honey over the top and then just sprinkle some blueberries on the top and it looks really, really great. A great weekend thing because, you know, you wouldn't want to be doing it, you know, during the week if you're rushing off to work. But lovely, a lovely weekend breakfast.
That'll get you started for the day. And actually, when you were saying it looks like a dessert as well, I reckon you could do that in the middle of winter if you just wanted a real quick dessert. I think so. And I always have mushy bananas in the freezer, and my partner says, why are you keeping all these for? I said, oh, I might make muffins one day, but hey. <laughs> one day, I like that. <laughs> yeah, one year. Um, <laughs> this would be awesome with whipped cream and a little bit of cinnamon sprinkled well, over the top. Well, it would be. Yes, it would be. Or it would sort cream. of make a dessert. But as I say, it's a sort of a weekend, if you're calling it a, mm. um, you know, a brekkie uh, idea. Idea, it would for me it would be a nice sort of special weekend uh, one and or like Tanya said a pudding or something in the in the winter months coming up mm. I'm not thinking about winter at the moment no but but you know it would be quite a good one for that so there you are that's just something different breakfast bowl banana bread exactly alliteration at its best right the next one is toad in the hole but it's a little bit different well it is because you know i've uh, well you probably know listeners that i'm from welsh heritage and uh, anyway i had this welsh magazine at home and i thought oh i wonder if there's any recipes in it and to my surprise there actually was there was a couple of recipes in it and one of them was toad in the hole with fennel sausages apple and sage and i looked at it and i thought Oh, that looks really nice. There was another one there for venison casserole with beer, but I thought mm, might have to save that for winter time because it just doesn't seem right giving you a, a venison casserole at the moment with the way the weather is. But anyway, this is uh, this is great. So um, I'm going to start off. You'll need four teaspoons of oil, one onion peeled and sliced thinly, one eating apple quartered, cored and sliced thin. That can be any apple of your choice, maybe a Granny Smith. Two sprigs of sage chopped. And if you haven't got sage, well, you can buy the dried version. So, you know, you could make it up with that. One clove of garlic chopped. Uh, half a teaspoon of uh, fennel seeds, and they say that this is optional. Depends on how well you like fennel. If you like, if you're using fennel sausages, well, you don't want to overdo with, you know, the fennel seeds as well. I'm not sure, but there you are. Eight fennel sausages. Now you can get. I was just saying to Tanya before, you can actually get such a variety now of sausages with all different types of herbs in them, and I'm sure I have seen fennel sausages or Dare I say it, just buy the sausage meat, make your own fennel sausages. But um, I haven't got a recipe for that at the moment, but I should imagine just a bit of egg, bit of onion, bit of chopped up fennel. Um, I don't know what else you would put in garlic. But anyway, I'm sure you can find them. And listen, if you if you um, are using um, the fennel sausages, you know, there's the flavour will, you know, sort of just become... The prime thing, you know, obviously with a with a um a name like that. But with the batter, we're going to be having fifty five grams of plain flour, pinch of salt, one medium egg, and one hundred and forty five mils of milk and water mixed. I don't know what the ratio is, but there we are. If you make it half and half, it can't be too bad. Now, first of all, with I'm uh, getting down to the nitty gritty with making it, make the batter. First, place the flour in a small mixing bowl, season and make a well in the centre and add the egg and the little liquid. Beat together and gradually incorporate the dry ingredients, then whisk in the remaining liquid and cover and put in the fridge for 30 minutes. Because they say a better, a batter, a batter is better. <laughs> Sorry, that was just about a tongue twister. A batter is better if it's left to stand for a while. Now, you can either, with this toad in the hole, 
as they call it, either make one large toad or four individual ones uh, in a four-compartment tin. Well, I was talking to Tanya and I said, a friand friand tray, because I'm saying that because they're square. You could use a big um, muffin um, tray, which, you know, those big muffins, which I've got. But because you're putting two sausages in each one, I thought the square friand uh, tray would be better for this particular recipe. So if you've got that, but no matter if you haven't, but that was just my thought. Um, So in the uh, individual tins, pour one teaspoon of oil into each compartment. Mix together the onion, apple, sage, garlic and fennel seeds and divide between the compartments and top with the sausages. Because I thought to myself, oh, that's unusual. Place in a preheated oven at 200 degrees Celsius, nice and hot, and cook for 15 to 20 minutes until lightly golden. And I think the sausages usually, they're thin, aren't they? They're these uh, seeded or flavoured sausages are not the big fat, sort of like beefy sausages that you get. They're the nice sort of thinner sausages. So I think you could fit two in a uh, friand uh, tray quite well in the in the, uh, in the in the space. Uh, then remove from the oven and pour the batter over the sausages and place back in the oven and bake for about 15 minutes until well risen crisp and golden so I've got a little illustration here and it looks beautiful with the um, oh, with, the, with that yum. lovely batter around the sausages and you've got that flavour at the base of your uh, friand um, aperture you know the opening so the, the, the tin so there you are that's toad in a hole with fennel sausages apple and sage and I think it'd be quite a Good mixture of flavours. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Mm. Yeah, it I must, does. I must pass the recipe on to my mum. Uh, well, there you are. <laughs> and I mean, if, the thing is, if you use the other flavoured sausages, you could have told in the hole with blah, blah, yeah. um, you know, like herb um, or what other flavours are there. You could just change the name of the recipe, exactly. really. You can get yeah. those breakfast sausages that are smaller if you just wanted to put a couple of those That's little ones That's right, in. exactly. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, this is for fennel and it's mm. out of the Welsh magazine. Of course. So basically you could do that, you know, just to, for something different. This is just the idea. So should we have some Welsh music then? Oh, I think we should actually, you know, because this is, um, I've got, I've got a, uh, a couple of recipes here that I'll save for later on. Yes, I think we should go Welsh. Yes, right. definitely. Any suggestions? I'm Songs from Wales. Tom uh, Jones is what well, I can think. Well, I suppose he's about as Welsh as <laughs> As a sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's all you'd ever want She's the kind I'd like to flaunt And take to dinner But she always knows her place She's got style, she's got grace She's a winner She's a lady Oh, 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 she's a lady Talking about that little lady And the lady is mine I can leave her on her own knowing she 
You can take what I dish out, and that's not easy. Well, she knows me through and through, and she knows just what to do and how to please me. She's a see that Welsh singer Tom Jones wasn't singing about me. I'm not much of a lady, but oh, you've got, you've got was, scale. Oh, I was thinking that he was singing it, especially for you, Tanya. Oh, you won't go into that. <laughs> um, uh, right, you're... now we've got this, and I saw this, and it's a super green pie, and um, serves eight, and I looked at it, and I thought, wow, for such a healthy recipe, it's not too complicated. So uh, all us greenies out there, you know, just go for it and um, we can um, have a go at making this. Now, I I have made a little uh, change in this because when I looked at it, it said one bunch of chard. And I thought, what's chard? I've heard of chard. Yeah. Um, Isn't it related to spinach and silver beet and those sort of brassicas? Yeah, it is. It Mm. is exactly that. But it's already got spinach in it, this Mm. this recipe. So I thought, well, no, I I can't sort of really replace it with what we're already putting in it. Mm. So I looked, did a bit of um, a further investigation and a good replacement for the chard, exactly, apart from spinach, is mustard greens. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So I thought, hey, why not mustard greens? Now, Tanya, are they the ones that you can actually see growing lots of in sort of like little pottles and stuff like that? And people pick them off and, oh, she says, you're I'm ask- waving my hands. She's looking at going, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> but anyway, I think they are. You can actually get those and sort of, and you can pick them off for salad greens. But mm. anyway, I'm sure you can get them. And if not, well, do a double dose of spinach or something like that. But um, one bunch of mustard greens, leaves removed and torn, and the stems actually chopped into one centimetre pieces. So, you know, sort of so that they cook um, fairly evenly and not too tough. Six cloves of garlic chopped, which is quite a bit, but this is quite a big pie. One onion chopped, two teaspoons of, of olive oil, one bunch of kale chopped into, well, it says four centimetre pieces, but that's going by the recipe. Just chop it. And uh, and I like I quite like kale. And I think I talked to you once about baked kale. Do you remember that, Tanya? Mm, I Which do. was, I just thought it was unusual, but wow, what a taste. It's really, really good. Um, 250 grams of frozen spinach, thawed and drained. Now, um, probably they're saying frozen spinach because, you know, when they 
put this recipe in, the the uh, the spinach was not available. Although I sort of think that you can grow it any time. But if you've got fresh spinach, please do use it. Five hundred grams of fresh ricotta cheese. Two eggs lightly beaten and reserve one teaspoon for the egg wash. A handful of dill chopped. A handful of uh, flat leaf parsley leaves chopped. Well, parsley, as I say to me, is parsley. So if you haven't got flat leaf, just use the other variety. A handful of mint leaves chopped. Grated zest and juice of one lemon. 250 grams of um, halloumi cheese grated one tablespoon of dried oregano and two sheets of short crust pastry and also two sheets of puff pastry and one tablespoon of black or white sesame seeds. Now, when I say two sheets, I don't mean blocks, if you know what I mean. You know, you can buy those pastry uh, in the packs, the big packs, which have got five sheets in them, oh, I think. I know those ones. Yep. Yeah, the big ones, yep. which are really handy because it's like instant, you know, you decide to make a pie mm-hmm. and you can just use those. And I just love having them in the freezer because they aren't saved you getting out the rolling pin and, you know, doing that, which is for big pies, which is fine. So when I say two sheets, I do mean two sheets of that pastry. Or if you have got the block pastry, you probably only need maybe a quarter or a half of it. Uh, would be an experiment. But anyway, the method is preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Now, in a large frying pan over a medium heat, fry the mustard stalks, and it says fry, not saute for a change. Mm. Fry the mustard stalks, garlic, and onions in the oil for 10 minutes. So that's quite a, quite a long time. So, um, just, you know, do it over that sort of medium heat. Turn the heat to high and add the mustard leaves and the kale leaves and fry for a further five minutes. And I would say you'd have to be pretty close at hand to just keep that moving if you're um, cooking it on high. I certainly wouldn't be leaving it. I'd be circulating that with a wooden spoon. Add the spinach and season, then remove from the heat and allow to cool. Now, in a large bowl, combine the ricotta, uh, beaten egg, dill, parsley, mint, lemon zest, juice, halloumi, and dried oregano. So there's a lot there to, to be putting into a bowl. And stir it, make sure that you've got that all mixed up before you stir it into the mustard greens mixture. Just don't add it to it. Just put it in a bowl first. On a large baking tray lined with baking paper, and this could be sort of like a small meat dish, I think. You could just about, it's quite a bit, I think. And I've got a nice large pottery, you know, sort of like dish square, which would probably take this. Mm. So it's not a small one, or you could probably put it into two smaller ones. But um, the pastry you're actually putting in, and I sort of visualize this in my mind, because of my rectangular dish, you put the pastry in the bottom, the two the two sheets, and then you're bringing them as close together as possible, and then you're sort of like sealing the edges in the middle, if you know what I mean. You know, you're just doing that. So it's just a base. You're not going up the sides. It's just a base. So you're doing that with the um, with the short crust. That's the short crust paper, and you can overlap. It doesn't matter if you overlap. Just press it down and make sure that it's sealed in the middle 
because you don't want the mixture running underneath if you can help it. And then you're spooning the ricotta and chard, um, chard and the mustard green mixture on top and top with the sheets of puff pastry and you're doing the same sort of thing because you've got the two two halves so put them on top squeeze them together you know through the center there crump the edges uh, to seal completely and score as you do just get a sharp knife and just go diagonally um, slash it mainly for appearances and probably let a little bit of steam out and mix your teaspoon of reserved egg that you kept behind if you remembered and one tablespoon of water to make the egg wash. And then brush that all over the pastry at the top and sprinkle with sesame seeds and bake for 40 minutes until golden and puffed. And that looks absolutely lovely. And I have got a um, an illustration, uh, illustration here and it does. It looks lovely. Um, Oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I love the sesame seeds on top, though, because I'm a big sesame yeah, seed I, fan. Yeah, so am I. I'm and a big sesame seed fan, too. I've tipped that a little slice of that sideways so you can get a cross-sectional view, and it looks pretty good. Oh, right. Halloumi. I love halloumi. Yeah, I love halloumi. And mm. looking at the illustration, listeners, I see they've put black and the um, the um, basic sesame seeds over the top, so it looks quite pretty. Mm. So, And the filling looks lovely. So as I say, you could put that in a, a little me a meat dish, a smaller meat dish, not your big roasting pan because it's not that much mixture. But this looks absolutely lovely, and I think it will go down a real treat with um, that people just love their super greens. Yeah, and it serves eight people as well. So it if you're having people it's over for dinner, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. It's a big one. So if you can get all those dill and all that, that, that those um, herbs and stuff, no, be absolutely lovely. Yeah, well, a lot of people are growing their own herbs and stuff these days. So, yeah, go and raid your neighbour's garden. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one's an easy one. And you were just telling me you brought your neighbour in to do some shopping yeah, yeah. And, and he was going to get some smoked fish. And you said, oh, that's the recipe I'm talking about today. That's right. Yes, I said to him, oh, I'm giving over. He didn't ask me for it. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I was in a bit of a hurry. But anyway, this is a one-pot smoked fish and leek rice. And it's just, you know, you can get it to the table in 30 minutes. So, hey, it's a really good one. So we're using uh, probably um, some Pam's oil. I think about, did I put an amount there? Three tablespoons about of olive oil. About three tablespoons of olive oil mm -hmm. uh, is about all you need. And one leek thinly sliced, which reminds me, I must have a look at my leeks in the garden to see if they're actually ready to pull. Two garlic cloves minced. Uh, two tablespoons of curry powder, one tablespoon of mustard seeds, three cups of cooked rice, one cup of frozen peas, 200 gram smoked fish flaked. I think you can buy it in a tin, can't you? Yeah, smoked I always fish. do. Yeah. yeah, do you? And it, is, it, is it nice? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I always make my fish pie with it. Oh, well, there you are. 200 gram mm. can of smoked fish flaked. Uh, juice of one lemon, or buy it fresh, of course, from the supermarket or your fishmonger. Juice of one lemon uh, and a quarter of a cup of parsley or coriander, either either, roughly chopped, and four boiled eggs and, of course, lemon wedges to serve. So our method is, in a large um, frying pan, bring a, the, the oil uh, to a medium heat Add the leek and garlic and cook while stirring for three or four minutes or until the leek is softened and you'll see that. If you've cut it thinly, it will. 
Once the leek is softened, add the curry powder and the mustard seeds and cook while stirring for a minute before adding the rice, which is cooked, and the frozen peas. The peas are frozen. Stir and cook until the rice is heated through and the peas are tender. And that's around four to five minutes. So just, you know, make sure that you're keeping that on the go. Carefully add the flaked fish. So you're not stirring it in, are you? You're sort of folding the fish in because we still want to get those lovely, we want to get the flakes, don't we? We don't want a mishmash of mush. Um, yeah, a exactly. mishmash of mush. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just carefully, and and lemon juice, put that in, and just fold that through to just combine and sprinkle with the, the chopped coriander or parsley or whatever you've decided to have over the rice. Then halve the boiled eggs and nestle them in. So make a little indentation and nestle those in. Probably for appearance, it looks really quite nice. And garnish with lemon wedges and serve immediately. Mm-mm. Yeah, that picture looks fabulous. Yeah, it does. So you know, just nestle those eggs in, and it does does look pretty. It's really quite a nice dish. And uh, the curry changes the colour of the rice, of course. So it's a sort of yellow dish. We've gone from super greens to um, yellow. Sunshiny yellow. Yeah, that's right, with the curry. So there you are. One pot smoked fish and leek rice served up in 30 minutes, so they tell me. Well, I'm definitely going to make this one because I make fish pie and this looks like um, a much easier version of like something that'll taste just about the same with the smoked fish and the boiled eggs in it. I yep. do that in my fish pie with leeks anyway. So okay, I'm so look out this. for a photograph <laughs> soon, listeners. Yeah, don't and hold your breath. <laughs> but they say that if you don't want to put smoked fish, this this pie, uh, as we're calling it, uh, will do well with cooked chicken as well. So if you want to follow the recipe, not mm-hmm. put in the flaked um, smoked fish, put in a bit of chicken. Chicken That's and leek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They cool. go well together. Well, there you go. And Gail, once again, has come up with four fabulous recipes for you. You can find them on our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio. And have a little bit of a scroll down. You can find ones from uh, our, her previous shows. And if you want to listen to the previous shows, you'll find them on our website as well, www.coastaccessradio.org.nz. And next time I see you, you would have had a birthday. So happy birthday oh, for Tuesday. Right. Yes. Oh, my goodness me. Hey. Oh, yes. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you.
This program is made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand on air.